If God told you every detail of exactly what would happen to you tomorrow, what would you do about it? Oh 
Welcome to our service. We're going to open in prayer in just a minute. We've invited Lauren to come and do that with us. Um, a little bit about Lauren. She's been with Blue Water about four years, and she's been one of our worship leaders. She has been in leadership in one of our Ohana groups, and she's also been an incredibly, incredible blessing to me personally. Um, I bought a big sailboat about three and a half years ago. And before Lauren went to Hawaii, she had a dream about sailing and ministry and combining something she loves with uh, uh, doing things for God. Lauren has been like the most dedicated friend walking through this with me. She's been um, covered in hydraulic fluid when we tried to get the steering fixed. She's been covered in engine fluids when we've been trying to get the engine repaired. She's been covered in fiberglass when we're like refinishing the spars and the deck. Like she's just been doing it all and she's come down every week and with joy and generosity and um, just can't even say what a blessing she's been to me. And now she's entering into a new adventure. We have another friend who's a captain with Youth with a Mission ships and they've been gifted a large vessel. It's in Rhode Island and they have to get it to Hawaii and then eventually they're gonna do ministry in the South Pacific. So I'd just like to bless her real quick and then she will open us in prayer. So um, God, we, we thank you for the honor and privilege of being able to um, 
run with Lauren in this season. And we just bless her with a blue water blessing with um, all spiritual power and beauty and just all the things she needs for this next season and safety and protection. And uh, we just love you, Lauren. And we thank you, God, for this time with Lauren. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you'd like to open us in the service. Well, Holy Spirit, we invite your presence to come in this service, Lord, into every home where everyone is watching this right now. And Jesus, I ask that, that in this moment that you would start to um, speak your truth to people as they're sitting in their living rooms. Lord, would your presence start to fall on them? And, and the thing that I'm most impressed with is, is not worrying about tomorrow. That's what the Lord has been speaking to me most about recently. And, and in this time where there's so much uncertainty, um, it, it fits in perfectly. And, and I just um, want to see, Lord, your presence come and bring your peace because you call us not to be anxious. And I believe that that is possible. So I pray against anxiety in Jesus' name. I pray for peace that surpasses all understanding to fall on every member of Blue Water that's watching this, Lord. Lord, and we ask that your truth and your, your speaking would come along right with that, Lord, and that you would be speaking to people about their next steps, about the next action steps, Lord, that you have for them in their faith walk, in their work life, in their personal life, Lord. We ask that your um, voice would be very tangible and real. And Lord, we ask that your um, presence would come in a powerful way, and we give this service to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, my name is James Larios. So I grew up here on Oahu. I am a teacher. I teach uh, second graders, so they're seven years old. There's like mixed responses to my tattoos. I think every year I get one or two parents who ask if I'm the janitor. You know, they're like, well, where's, the, where's the teacher at? You know, like, I'm like, right here. <laughs> My first uh, tattoo, uh, a small one in the back of my neck when I was 18. Something to rail against my conservative Christian parents. It didn't work. <laughs> uh, they they ignored it. They pretended they didn't hear anything. Uh, we're Filipino. That's what we do. I was 18 when I got kicked out of my parents' house. When I got kicked out, I discarded my faith because um, I, you know, associated all of that with whatever was going on at home. You know, home is a really tough place. I think tattoos were, I guess, really one mild expression of rebellion. This tattoo, it's a scene from like a story. And this guy's cutting that guy's head off because this guy was sleeping with his wife. I got into a relationship. So I got, I got these, I got these birds. You know, and I got it after we broke up. There was a car chase and a fist fight. And there's one on my stomach. There's a friend that I, I, um, he passed away, he committed suicide. So I actually got one in memory of him. You know, I felt like the both of us were like on the fringe of church. Christianity or, you know, the way that it, it expresses itself is kind of a spectrum. People who, uh, I guess, aren't as churchy, they, I think they appreciate uh, tattoos because they're like, wow, what's this about? You know, what's this about? And then, you know, and then I can share about Jesus. People think this is a, a gang sign and it's not. It says, Hosanna, you know, like, save us, Lord. 
this is, uh, I guess, a prophetic word that he will use you. He will take your life and and use it for a singular, you know, really intense purpose, you know, like an arrow. Uh, the idea is really beautiful, you know, like no matter who we are or, or where we are in life, uh, the Lord will use us really powerfully, um, really impactfully. This tattoo is a really powerful reminder that we, we, we have a purpose. Uh, we, we have the power to make an impact no matter who or where we are, what we think about ourselves. So I, I think this is the message that I like spreading to other people. It's my favorite part of, um, I guess, speaking for the Lord, you know, just saying, hey, you, you matter, the things you do make an impact. Uh, your life, you know, has a direction and a focus. When I first started getting tattoos, um, it was, it was sort of like I created my own rite of passage. You know, it was about pain and it was about being rebellious and it was about, about attention. But now it's, you know, I direct that, that focus on me. I direct it to the Lord. And I say, hey, look at that. Look at this. This is about, you know, this is about Jesus. If uh, all these other things, these tragedies in my life have real estate on my skin, you know, it's only fitting that Jesus gets some, gets some too. Our gatherings bring a wealth of people and stories and worship and expression. Whether it be a meaningful friendship, a year-long service opportunity sailing a boat back to Hawaii. Oh. <laughs> Our gatherings bring a wealth of people and stories and worship and expression. Whether it be a year-long trip to sail a boat back to Hawaii for a missions organization, or a painting contributing to this worship service, or telling the story of a tattoo, or even offering a word as Mindy will be doing. We are honored to be in the space and bear witness of God's power through our people. Amen. Let's uh, continue an expression, uh, our worship, with an expression of love uh, through our giving. If you're new or visiting, please feel no obligation to give this morning, but consider this worship service our offering to you. If you are giving, uh, you can do that two ways, online or send your check via post to the office. Hey, we have a conference coming up called What If? It's about creativity. If you need a weekend to Sabbath, uh, doing creative things is a great way to rest and open up to God in your life. All right, kids, stand up. Let's pray for you. Oh Lord, we thank you for our children. Uh, we thank you for the creative ways in which you are working in them. Lord, we pray that you would speak to them their story. Uh, and we pray that they would speak that story to their friends and family. Lord, you are creating a good work among our community. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hi, I'm Mindy. And for the last 14 years, since before it was Blue Water, this community has been speaking God's voice and God's grace and God's purpose into my life. Uh, so as I began to seek God for myself, you know, I did things like becoming an Ohana group leader. Um, I was 
uh, dedicated to doing setup and became a setup captain. Um, I was in the community houses, a maker of beloved quilts, a performer of a spirit-inspired poetry, and then eight years ago, you guys sent me to Indonesia so that I could practice all that I had learned over there. And so many of you probably have not met me in person, but I look forward to the time when we can gather together again. We're going to start today with a warm-up question like we normally do. And so today, I'd like you to think about, if God told you exactly what was going to happen tomorrow, what would you do about it? So think that through. If you have someone next to you, you can talk about it. The main point today is that God often does speak to us about our future, and there can be a lot of knowledge in that. But the power of the information depends on our response to it, on the attitude and the wisdom that we bring to how we act on that information. These are very uncertain times. We have all kind of lost the ability to make a plan and to figure out what's going to happen next. Um, and that's very confusing for all of us. And you might think that in these confusing, uncertain times, it might take more faith because we are leaning on God in ways we haven't before. We don't know what's going to happen, and so we have to trust God more. But actually, if we knew what was going to happen, it might take more faith. I hear so much, you know, if I just knew, if I just knew what my kid's school was going to be like, uh, if I just knew that I was going to continue having a job, um, if I just knew how I was going to pay my rent, if I just knew if it was safe to visit my grandparents, if I just knew when we could gather together again as a community. And there's all these questions that people just can't figure out right now. Um, but if you really think about it, if you knew, would it require more or less faith? If you knew and the news was bad, could you stand in a place where God is still good in that? If you knew and the news was good, could you still entrust your plans to God, knowing that you could make a plan for yourself? So a lot of times, if we know the future, it requires more faith from us, not less. And in these uncertain times, it is a great time to be asking God about our futures and what's going to happen next. And then meeting that with faith instead of fear. The good news is that we have a community to do that, do, to do that together with. Um, and one of the things I really appreciate and love about the Blue Water community is that we take the time and we make space to listen to God with and for each other. So if you've ever been to one of our Ohana groups, you might have experienced a mush pot where you kind of put one person in the middle and we all pray for them and listen to God on their behalf. Um, if you email Julie after our service and ask for prayer from some people on the prayer line, uh, you're going to get someone who is ready, willing, and able to listen to God on your behalf. At our retreats, at our intercessory prayer, at our 24-hour prayer, we make a lot of space to listen to God with and for each other. The first time that I heard God's voice was after my first small group where I was put into the mush pot and uh, they all uh, spoke God's voice over me. And then driving away from that, um, I just experienced a feeling of his presence. And those words kept echoing for me, the ones that really resonated, and I knew that they were from him. 
Uh, and then as I continued in uh, our Ohana group, you know, I got the chance to practice listening to God for others. And the great thing is that, you know, you could get people's response and uh, have them say, no, that doesn't quite fit for me. That probably wasn't from God. Or see them burst into tears and know that something I said was really from the Lord. And the, knowing the feeling that comes with that um, is really important. And in those times, God often speaks to our identity, to who we are, who he sees us as, and that can be super transformative and wonderful. Um, he speaks to our past and our present, if there's something we need healing from, or something we're stuck in so that we can have more freedom to move forward with him. But the real place where faith is built, the real place where the try lives, um, where we have to entrust ourselves to God, is when he speaks into our future and our purpose. Um, there has nothing that has been made, there's nothing that's made such a big difference in my life as being able to hear from God for myself and having a community of faith to work out the action steps to take based on what I hear. If I could give one thing to my Indonesian friends and the people that I love over there, it would be that ability to hear from God for yourself um, and the experience of working out what to do with it in community. Uh, so when I come back from Indonesia, I always seek out this community to hear together with for the next season. Um, what's going to be happening next? What should I be preparing myself for? Where do I need to stand in faith for the next season? Sometimes it confirms what I've been hearing from God. Sometimes there are words or things maybe that I've been ignoring or unaware of that um, are drawn to my attention. And this hasn't been a recent thing. Like I said, this community has been speaking into my life, God's voice, uh, for more than 14 years now. Um, one story I can share, uh, in the winter of 2019, we had a Christmas Eve service on the beach and uh, we were asked to bring a present to the baby Jesus for his birthday. Um, something that we could sacrifice and give to him just to celebrate uh, his birth. And at that time, I was kind of at a crossroads of my life. Um, I had just started a new teaching career at HBA. Um, I was getting deeper and deeper into ministry, living at the community house, you know, doing more, more acts of service with Jesus. And I was still pursuing judo uh, with a, a great deal of passion. Um, 2008 had been the Olympic trials that I participated in. I had competed internationally, um, training like 15 to 20 hours a week. It was a big part of my life. And so when this opportunity came in this Christmas Eve service, um, I brought my black belt and I placed it into the treasure box where we were uh, collecting the presents for Jesus. Um, and I told God, God, I'm giving you the time and space uh, in my life that judo occupies right now. As good as judo has been for me, and as much as I love it, I know that your purposes and your plans are bigger and better. Um, and I'm giving you that space to work uh, in my life. And so for the next couple of years, that's what I did. I cut back on judo, um, maybe only going once a week, and uh, dove right into ministry, um, really stepped up my game. And at the end of that, I was on my way to go to Indonesia. And at that point, I was packing uh, to get ready to leave. 
and uh, Jordan decided that was the time to open this box and to give back some of the things that were inside of it. And so I received my black belt back to me with a note from him that said, um, basically, I think God wants you to use this again. Um, and that was a bit confusing for me because I had no plans to do judo in Indonesia. I was going there just for Jesus. Um, and so I had to figure out what that meant and how it looked like. And through a number of other prophetic words of you know, people saying, oh, working with kids uh, in Indonesia, my own sense of how I could be part of the community um, and, and really give to that area, I did start a judo school there. And the stories that have come out of it and the power that has been released there into so many lives uh, is truly incredible. I have stories for days um, because of the ways that I was able to hear from God, both for myself and from other people in our community, um, and stand in faith on it. Like most wonderful church traditions, this is not something we pull out of thin air. We see it all over the scripture. Um, and today we're going to be taking a look at a uh, story in Acts. Um, so if you want to follow along with me in Acts 21, um, we're going to be reading verses 4 through 14. And this is a story of Paul and Luke traveling around. Finding the disciples there, we stayed with them seven days. Through the Spirit, they urged Paul not to go on to Jerusalem. But when our time was up, we left and continued on our way. All the disciples and their wives and children accompanied us out of the city, and there on the beach we knelt to pray. After saying goodbye to each other, we went aboard the ship, and they returned home. We continued our voyage from Tyre and landed at Tolmas, where we greeted the brothers and stayed with them for a day. Leaving the next day, we reached Caesarea and stayed at the house of Philip the Evangelist, one of the seven. He had four unmarried daughters who prophesied. After we had been there a number of days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. Coming over to us, he took Paul's belt, tied his own hands and feet with it, and said, The Holy Spirit says, In this way, the Jews of Jerusalem will bind the owner of this belt and will hand him over to the Gentiles. When we heard this, we and the people there pleaded with Paul not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, Why are you weeping and breaking my heart? I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. When he would not be dissuaded, we gave up and said, The Lord's will be done. So this is a story of Paul traveling around, and he's visiting uh, a lot of the uh, disciples and really leaders of the early church. Um, and some of these folks are really powerful prophets, movers and shakers in the kingdom at the moment. Um, if you remember Philip from a few weeks ago, he was the, the prophet or the, the evangelist that we saw kind of teleported away supernaturally after evangelizing uh, the eunuch. Um, Agabus is actually one of the original 70 disciples of Jesus. And so these are, are powerful people uh, in the kingdom. And Paul is ignoring their advice blatantly. <laughs> He's telling them, don't, don't break my heart, stop it. Um, and I think there's a great lesson to be learned here of, you know, what we do with the words that we get. Um, there's a saying around Blue Water that, you know, getting a word from the Lord is really easy. Interpreting it is a bit harder. And then applying it is really where the faith is built. 
One recent story of me having to listen and apply faith uh, is just a few weeks ago, I got a word in one of our intercessory prayer times um, from a wonderful lady named Danny, uh, who told me that she saw a vision of me gathering fruit in a field that was not my own. Um, basically digging up some of these root vegetables um, and, you know, interpreting it as, you know, in this season I should not take ownership over things. Instead, I should focus on my own uh, restoration and recovery after a long period of uh, working as hard as I can for Jesus internationally. Um, and so, you know, anybody can hear from God. It should be super simple um, to get a word, a vision, an image, a scripture from the Lord. Um, figuring out what it means, maybe there's some symbolism in that, it's a bit trickier. Um, but yeah, really knowing how to apply it uh, is the, the next level step and where we want to be moving and acting. And I think in this story, story we see that Paul recognizes their, their listening skills and their interpretation is on, right? Uh, they're hearing correctly, but their application is off. They're not standing in a place of faith with him um, in receiving this, this word from the Lord. Um, so, uh, you know, Paul stands on all of his previous experiences. You know, he stands on getting whipped and beaten and kicked out of cities and imprisoned and stoned. And he also stands on all that previous experience of raising people from the dead and seeing miracle after miracle, seeing whole cities start to follow Jesus um, and the freedom that it creates. And so he's able to say, no, you know, whatever happens to me, God is good. Um, and I can trust him, right? His purposes are more important than my safety and comfort. Um, and his love is the only reason I feel free in the first place. So I would much rather be with him um, in prison or die than try to run away from the people who need to know who Jesus is. Um, and I think there's great power released because Paul knew what he was walking into and if the people who saw those visions, got those words from God, were able to stand with him in faith, just think how much easier it would have been for Paul, right? Instead of saying, oh, don't break my heart, stop it, you know? Uh, they, could, they could be encouraging him. They could say, be saying, I see what you're doing. We see what you're walking into. And we love your faith that you're going to do that. Um, we are witness to this powerful act for the kingdom with you. So for us today, uh, like I said, um, it's a great time to be seeking the voice of the Lord um, and applying it in faith. So find an Ohana group, you know, find prayer uh, from the prayer line, find a friend you can pray with, seek God's voice on your own. Right now, we're going to take 30 seconds and do a short activity and just listen together. Um, so get yourself into an attitude of faith, right, in a position of faith. Stand up or sit down, move however you need to. Um, we're just going to ask the Lord two questions, right? So first, ask God, God, who should I be praying for?
And whoever the first name is, the first person that pops in your head, okay, remember that person. Think of that person for a minute. And then ask God, God, what do they need to hear from you? Do you have something for them? So your assignment is now to contact that person and to tell them what the Lord said, right? Um, reach out today and spread that word in faith, right? Spread that word in a spirit of encouragement, in a spirit of fearlessness uh, for the future, in a spirit of knowing that God is good and we can stand in a place of victory with him. Um, so we don't let it end with words, right? Uh, we need to take action whenever we hear something from God, uh, and that action should be from standing in a place of knowing God is good. And then just know that that is the start of the conversation, or perhaps the middle of the conversation. It is not the end of the conversation. We shouldn't hear something from God and then go off and do our own thing for a while. Right? It should be a continual checking in, a conversation with him, um, looking to him for direction at every step of the way. Um, I have one more activity for us before we're done. So again, get in that place of, of prayerfulness. Um, and as I read this piece, just be listening with your eyes closed and be hearing from me, but also be hearing from the Lord as we go through this. Listen with me to the God who lives inside of us and outside of time, who has only the best purposes for us in, on his mind. Listen with me to the God who is always good and kind, trustworthy with our lives, and in whom we find our future and become more like the grace he defined when he stepped up to the cross and all of our mistakes and pain were put behind, dropped in that long moment when all of humankind was realigned, back into the place for which we were designed, listening to our Father, no longer to him deaf or blind, now imagine with me a community that stands together in faith prophetically, ready to face the future with impunity, ready to move on whatever our God says will be, ready to minister in love to those who can't yet see that this life of faith calls for fearlessness, ready to speak joy into the depths of despair, ready to be put in a place where miracles need to be there, ready to live listening and acting with confidence, the normal supernatural acts, the consequence of listening to God together and acting on it, working out our future with unabandoned faith. Thank you. Let me pray for us before we go. Well, Father God, uh, we do thank you that you are a Lord, a God that speaks. Uh, we thank you that uh, your voice is forever in our hearts. Um, we thank you for the Holy Spirit being with us and in us. We pray this week that you would help us uh, see more into the, the future, Lord, see what your plans are for us. 
and to take that information in a, in a stance of attitude of faith, Lord, in a stance of knowing you are good uh, and you are for us and we can trust you with our plans. Uh, we thank you, Lord, and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey there, Blue Water family. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is just awesome to have Mindy teaching us about hearing God's voice and following because I can think of very few people who have as much authority to teach on this as Mindy does. So, so grateful for her. If you would like some prayer, maybe to hear God's voice better, or you have a maybe another need in your life, please let us be part of uh, praying for you. You can email julie at bluewatermission.org with your name and your phone number and let somebody from our team call you back and pray with you. This week, I've been thinking a lot about what Jesus said in Matthew 24. He said, in the last days, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most would grow cold. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most would grow cold. And I don't know about you, but I feel that I really need to be checking in on how's my heart doing? Because there's so much opportunity in this, these days of just a lot of evil and hurt and pain around us and near us that we can begin to check out, we can begin to get bitter or just really tired and uh, our love really begins to fade. So I wanna encourage you this week and encourage myself uh, to be vigilant, to guard your heart, uh, to do the things that Jesus recommends, to keep your love alive, to worship, to uh, be kind, to show grace, to be generous, to speak honorably. And um, the human heart is the prime objective in this long, furious battle for humanity. It's not just this issue here or this evil thing here. Those things will come and go. But in the end, if our hearts get tired and cold, that's where the enemy wants to win the battle, where he can assassinate our love. So. Let's pray together on that. Lord Jesus, we just pray, God, that you would help us to hear your voice above every other this week. Father, you are a loving Father. Help us to hear you louder than um, news or emails or media or the anxiety in our minds. God, we choose to listen to you. Help us to stay alive. Help us to stay uh, hot in our love uh, and God we pray for our community uh, that now more than ever uh, the body of Christ would be a welcoming place uh, and a place of oasis and refuge but we thank you for this opportunity and we pray these things in Jesus name amen well you guys thanks again for joining us uh, we love you we are praying for you have an awesome day I will see you soon.